Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And, and we're, we're two, two dudes, dudes talking, talking Star Wars. That's right. How you doing? I'm good. Good. So this is a big Star Wars show for yes, us. Yes, it is. We have a list. We are two nerds, two, two dude nerds. Yes, talking Star Wars. Talking Star Wars. So if I you don't like Star Wars, just turn the show off. So Tone, uh, sidebar to the previous list. Yes. What do you think of my Star Wars toy find? Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, so a uh, friend from work, shout out to Dobbs. Uh, he was doing some cleaning and found the original uh, R2, C-3PO, Darth Vader, Sand Creature, uh, and Stormtrooper, along with Luke's Landspeeder. Nice. Uh, and and was, you know, going to do so with them. He donated them to the two dudes' cause. And, and I think the, the fun thing about that is that they are the, what are referred to as the straight arm yes. uh, Darth Vader. Uh, which had the lightsaber. And the lightsaber in the is arm, intact. And it actually still extends and has the tip on it. Yes. Which, if you're selling those, is very important. Yeah, the so. tip is always important. Yeah. Just the tip. So you might want to uh, take a look to see what you can get for that on eBay. No, I'm going to hang on to them. Yeah. Those are going to be, yeah. All right. Uh, I have no Star Wars toys from when I was a child. Oh, really? Left. Actually, the only thing I do have left is a die cast metal uh, X Wing. The cockpit okay. window is missing. Okay. But uh, that's you all. You get that on eBay for like $70. You probably could, yeah. It's. That's all I have. So that was a good uh, good pickup there in the Star Wars realm. Nice. I remember my mother used to go shopping, and every week if I was good, she would buy me a Star Wars uh, yeah, figure. Yeah, figure. Yeah. So. Uh, so, all right. So we have a list. So do we – where do you want to start? Do we well, want to start – Let's start with the big one. The movie? The movie. Okay. So by the time this comes out, the movie will have been out for eh, two and a half two weeks. Two weeks. So we're we're going to talk spoilers. Yeah, let's talk. So if, if you haven't seen it yet, tough. Uh, come back in like five minutes. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um. All right, so here's my thing. I'm very confused at the direction of the movies. And and as you know, first of all, I'm not saying I don't like the movie. It was a Star Wars movie. I have no problems watching it. I'm not trying to be a uh, – I just don't – you know, growing up in the with the first three movies, then the prequels, it's the story of the Skywalker family and how they, the, the prophecy of bringing balance to the Force. And it's like they nuked that theory – with these movies. Right. And especially the big reveal in the final movie of Ray being a Palpatine in that bloodline. But, you know, they call the movie Rise of Skywalker because at the end of the movie she says her name's a Skywalker. Right. Yeah. Uh, Can we move on to The Mandalorian? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> so, so I have held off. Um, and, and, you know, you might have seen my post from last week where I said that, you know, I like to look at the movies as a trilogy. Right. Because each movie was intended to be a trilogy, you know, episodes four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. And in looking at what was done with episodes seven, eight, and nine, I don't see any cohesiveness. No. You know, and, and people are saying, you know, Star Wars is more popular, or should be more popular than Marvel. Um, but what I've seen, what we've seen done by Marvel over the past 10 years is you have taken a franchise and your Avengers movies. Hey, Russo brothers, you're in charge of like, you know, five of these films, you know, and you guys write the films and you guys write the outline and you guys are directing everything. And there's a, a cohesiveness and a unity to those films. And you just don't get that with seven, eight, nine. No, it you just, know? like I said, it's just, it's like they're, they're, they're trying to cater too much to the fans mm-hmm. and to the outcry from this movie that they didn't like this and they didn't like that. And it's like, you know, you have three movies that talk about the who is the story about? Is it about Kylo? Is it about Rey? And then, you know, Kylo worships his grandfather, 
But at the end, you make no mention of the fact that his grandfather saw the light, turned good, and killed the emperor. Right. Which, by the way... Which we thought he killed the emperor. He didn't. You know... Which and, which now, does that make Vader's, you know, sacrifice at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, you know, pointless? Right. And the other... You know, you know, there's the big secret that Finn wanted to tell Ray when they thought they were going to die. And, and, you know, the directors realized, has released that the secret was that Finn is Force-sensitive. And he's, you know, and, and again, you know, the first of these three movies, The Force Awakens, you know, I kind of thought that's where they were going with it, was that mm-hmm. there was an awakening in the Force. And it, I, I just... Well, we got hints of that. We got hints correct. of that he, in he, The Last Jedi, yep. where all of the kids, the stable kids on the casino planet... You know, were kind of force sensitive. Yeah, and that just went no. You know, there there were a lot of storylines that went nowhere. Yeah, you know, episode seven. Oh, Kylo Ren. He's the leader of the Knights of Ren. Where were the Knights of Ren? They were there. In they episode were there. eight. They were there for six minutes, I think maybe. And then they were in episode nine right. for a couple minutes. But I, I, I thought that the Knights of Ren was going to be this big storyline. Yeah. You know, it's like episode one. Oh my God, Darth Maul is the greatest villain ever. Oh my God, he's dead by right. the end of the movie. Cut him in half. You know. But then he wasn't dead. But then he wasn't dead. So maybe that's the theory. Maybe it's just you die, but then you don't. Maybe. You know. Uh, I mean, there are parts I enjoyed. I liked the final battle sequence was good. Uh, I liked when when Rey heard the voices of all the lost Jedi. That was Uh, very cool. That was very cool. That that hit you right in the fandom. Right. Um, I think uh, probably one of the most heartbreaking scenes in a Star Wars movie was Chewbacca hitting the ground when they told him that Leia died. Yes. Um, You know, and, and again, fan service, though, because... Everyone complained that Chewbacca had no reaction when Han died. So, you know, they made sure to put this in there. Uh, I love that they brought back Lando. I love that they brought back Wedge because I I don't know why, but Wedge has always been one of my favorite supporting Star Wars characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and you look at the original trilogy, you know, Wedge was standing next to Luke the entire time. Uh, through through everything and and to bring him back, right? Uh, I thought was a good call there, um, but again, I just overall is I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah, I I feel like they, you know, the, the they should have had a meeting before it and decided how this whole thing was going to go right. before they made the three movies. It, it's the intention was there, the execution was horrible. Yeah, you know, having uh, Rian Johnson do episode seven, uh, episode eight. Uh, Last Jedi, it just it was it, it just didn't jive. I, I felt like a lot of Episode Nine was correcting for Episodes Eight's issues. Right. You know, all of a sudden in Episode Eight, oh no, her parents were nobodies. Right. You know, it, it just it it defies logic. Like why you would take a property like Star Wars and just kind of do these movies. I I know that each movie needs to be standalone uh, movie. But they're standalone movies, like I said, that are a part of a trilogy. And the acts did not just balance out. Right. You know, um, this is the fifth Star Wars film since Disney purchased Lucasfilm in 2012. And Rogue One was the best one. Yeah, exactly. I, you yep. know, I, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. You're going you're gonna to put me at an eight. Okay, I'm, I'm moving up. At an eight? At an eight. I'm going to be at an eight. Yeah. Because of this, I just... The more, you know, I went and saw it and we left the theater. I was like, this is great. I'm in love with this movie. And then the more I thought about the content and thought about the whole thing, it just, it, I don't, I'm not a fan. I yeah. just I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm a, but I just, it's just miscalculated. It's not right. How many times have you seen it? Uh, once. Just once? Just okay. once. Okay. Uh, so, let's get off this depressing subject and move on to the 
or the the New Hope, the Shining Star. Let's call it the New Hope. Episode yes. four, New Hope, The yes. Mandalorian, season yes. one is complete. Yes, all and, eight episodes are done. And wow, eight episodes total running time, forty two minutes. Yes, all eight episodes. <laughs> uh, you know, for those of you who have not, and if you're you know a Disney Star Wars fan, obviously you probably I can't believe you haven't at this point. And if you, if you're just a Star Wars fan, not a Disney fan, you've already uh, watched uh, all episodes of The Mandalorian, and you've canceled your Disney. Disney was right, Disney, which yes. <laughs> Uh, it follows the uh, the adventures of the Mandalorian, a lone bounty hunter trying to make his way in the post Empire world. Uh, so this fil- this series is set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, which would be four years after the Battle of Jakku and the fall of the Empire. So the Empire has fallen, and uh, it's been about four years now. There's still some traces of the Empire in the outer rims where the bounty hunter guild is. Uh, as we know, the Mandalorian is given a task to bring back a bounty, which turns out to be a baby member of the same species of Yoda. It is not baby Yoda. It is the it child. Is, it is the child, as it is referred to. So uh, I, I think it's a great. Uh, they've introduced some some good characters. They've killed people off pretty quick, too. Right. Um, and uh, the, the season finale left us in a kind of a cliffhanger. It did. Uh, and I think the biggest... You know, the, the in, inner workings of a band of Mandalorians was cool. Mm-hmm. But I also thought the, the addition of the dark saber at the end was something I did not see coming. Right. So um, the, the nice thing is uh, that season two has been confirmed by John Favreau, uh, which will be premiering in the fall of 2020. Yes. So we've got that to look forward to. So the cliffhanger will be resolved. Um, I think that the Mandalorian is a small screen uh, a small screen show with a big screen feel yes. and budget. Um, they definitely don't, uh, you know, it, it's not cheap graphics. Uh, they definitely do a good job um, with the show. Uh, you know, um, I, I think the best thing was the troop transport that they brought back, which yes. is one of the toys from the uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, they brought that back. Uh, so, you know, here once again is, is like we were talking about um, earlier, uh, with with the Star Wars movies, is John Favreau is a fan. Right. John Favreau had a vision, and he's executing that vision. He is ultimately responsible for all uh, for all eight episodes, and uh, you know there's a continuity there. Right. And you're you're getting from the TV show what you did not get, and I say TV show from the streaming show. Yes. Uh, you are getting from that what you did not get with uh, the movies. Correct. And I think uh, I think you're looking at. That, you know, and it's funny because it's competing, if you will, with the last uh, with Rise of Skywalker right now. From mm-hmm. the, and I, I think you are getting from the Mandalorian what you wanted from Rise of Skywalker, right? And uh, and I think that season two is going to be even better. They they, you know, I, I I just couldn't say enough about this. There was a lot of good, uh, you know, cameo, a lot of good lore, a lot of good. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for here, Tone? What do you like? Easter eggs of the original right. series and the movies. Uh, my favorite being the fact that the payment came in the form of an ice cream maker that was seen fleeing uh, Cloud City and Empire Strikes Back. So, um, you know, again, Mandalorian season two is going to be good coming out this fall. Uh, the whole original cast is returning. Carl Weathers playing a great role right. in it. Um, yeah. So. Right. Why don't we Why don't we stay on uh, Disney Plus for a minute? Okay, and uh, we've got coming in February. Uh, if you are a Star Wars fan and you haven't canceled your yep. Disney Plus subscription yet, uh, you've got season seven of the Clone Wars. Yes, now, I, I know you're into the animated Star Wars. I, I haven't been. Yeah, into I, the Clone uh, Wars at all. 
season, you know, the Clone Wars was a, a series uh, mid 2000s, if I remember correctly, early 2000s, mid 2000s, revolving around exactly the Clone Wars. It, it bridged the gaps between episodes two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clone Wars had begun and it ended pretty much right at, almost at the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And it, uh, you know, followed Obi-Wan, Anakin, and his fall, if you will. Uh, the, the, the big character that it introduced in the Clone Wars was Ahsoka Tata, and Ahsoka went on to having a large role in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, uh, not Return of the Jedi, in uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. And you actually heard Ahsoka talk to Rey in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker, so they, they've carried her through. She was um, Anakin's Padawan, and she left the Jedi Order... Uh, shortly before the Great Jedi Purge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she survived Order 66 and became a leader in the Rebellion prior to the, the start of what we know as Episodes you know, 4, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the... the I, I was really upset when they canceled it, but I'm kind of just curious to see how they're going to do it because they kind of left right at the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith. So right. it's going to be interesting to see how they add a season's worth of material into, you know, that, that time frame. Okay. So if she was around at the beginning of the, the formation of the Resistance, wouldn't it have been more sense to put her in Solo instead of Enfi Nest, who we've never uh, heard about I, before? I I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, Tone. I'm okay. not there. I, I okay. Can't. I can't speak to that. So, uh, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars Season 7 is going to consist of 12 episodes. Uh, They will premiere uh, February, no date, but in February of 2020. Uh, Like all of the other Disney shows, they'll drop a new episode each week. Week. So, you'll have to... You'll have to stretch out your subscription for another couple uh, three months. months. <laughs> um, and I can tell you that episode one, Obi-Wan and Anakin investigate a mysterious death of a Jedi Master on Utapau and uncovers a separatist weapons deal. Yeah. So so we're back. And um, we're back. speaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi, that'll be the next anticipated Disney Plus show, Star Wars related. At some point, and I think we're looking at that for 2021. Yes. Uh, bringing back Ewan McGregor. Hello there. Uh so I, I think that'll be another big uh, moment for Star Wars fans. I think if they if they do it right, but mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's in on it, and he's been in on it, and and he has a lot of pull. Right. So I think uh, I think it'll be done right. And they are casting uh, right now a young Luke Skywalker. Yes, I, they, I I missed it by just barely. Yeah, barely. Well, and and they've stated that this will take place eight years after Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So we're looking in the, at the interim. So we're looking at an eight-year-old Luke. Yep. Uh, hopefully, whoever they get is better than Jake Lloyd, who portrayed the young Anakin Skywalker. Uh, poor Jake. Is he still in jail? Uh, I'm not sure. I so. think he's on probation. All right. So um, let's move Star Wars universe, but let's move to the planet Batu. All right. Uh, so couple where, where I have still not yet been. Yes. Couple big notes uh, from the from the Black Spire outpost. Um, Couple additions to the park: the Galactic uh, Fireworks Show. What do they actually call it? The Star Wars: A Galactic Spectacular. Yes, I just call it the Star Wars Fireworks. Uh-huh. Make it easier. But they've added to it to uh, add some some scenes to the new movie, right. to Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Nothing, nothing to elaborate. Right. Nothing earth shattering. Yeah, just but, a, uh, a scene and a segment here and there. Uh, and then with that, the Star Tours ride is now uh, featuring scenes uh, from the the Rise of Skywalker, which. Has been a trend over the past couple uh, movies. As the movies came out, they added in the uh, the characters and the, the planets to the Star Tours 
library, which means now it went from like 52 variations to I think like 72 or something right. variations of the ride. Uh, there's there's a if you if for those of you who haven't been on the ride, it's it's basically broken up into three segments. You have the the oh, excuse me uh, four four it's one two five segments, and it's uh, the 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 takeoff if you will, the first part of the adventure, uh, the message, the second part of the adventure, and the landing, and uh, they they've added. Uh, Rise of Skywalker scenes into the middle three. The takeoff and landing are usually the, the same couple uh, things. Either you can see Han Solo and Chewie shoot their way out or Darth mm-hmm. Vader stops you. Um, but they've added the, the planet from the Death Star scenes. Kef Beer. Kef Beer. And uh, The Last Jedi. Or, I keep saying The Last Jedi. And Rise of Skywalker. Uh, they added General Calrissian giving you your orders. Uh, and then finally they added... Um, the, to the final scene, uh, the, the ice planet where the, the Sith Lord are. What is the name of that joint? Anyone in the room? Uh, let's see. Uh, that I cannot tell Where you. the fleet of Star Destroyers is, you end up in that battle. Um, I can tell you that they go to uh, Exegol. You know what I'd like to do now? I would like to go back to the final scene of Rise of Skywalker, where you see the fleet show up. Of, mm-hmm. of And I wonder if there's a Star Speeder in there. I wonder if you get a shot of a SAR speeder because, you know, they they, they talk about uh, if you've been on the ride, they talk about the importance of being in that battle and how right. they, that the, the resistance needs every available ship. So R2 brings out the guns and you start shooting down Star Destroyers. So hmm. it'd be interesting right. to see if they, they did that. Um, I'll bet they did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the planet uh, Exegol. Yes. Thank you for that. That's no, where we have you. That's uh, I'm, I'm speedy with the keyboard. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, the big uh, theme park story is that at December 5th, I believe, we saw the opening of the highly anticipated Rise of the Resistance ride. Which you have ridden. Which I have ridden My twice daughter has ridden. Point. Everyone but you, pretty much. I have not ridden. Amelia has Amelia ridden. Amelia has ridden it. Yep. Uh, Katie has ridden it. Nice. You know, nodding over there in the corner. Yes. Right. We I, can, I think she's nodding because she's falling asleep. That's what it is. That yeah. could, be, could be. I think we should get Katie over here for some uh, insight into the ride. Um, but it, uh, so a couple things. I uh, currently they're doing the boarding group system. The mm-hmm. the hours at which the boarding groups have changed significantly, um, and they've changed the boarding group rules. But basically, you have to be at the park when it opens and in the park when the uh, boarding groups are uh, are opened. You go on your smartphone, you get your boarding group, and then you come back when you have a two hour window from the time your boarding group is called to make it to the front of the ride. Uh, I'll tell you, I think that's a great uh, a great option, uh, a great way to utilize, you know, to, to run a fast pass, if you will. Um, and I think that's actually how Southwest started out. Uh, you know, now it's a 24-hour check-in. So, I, I you know, I you laugh, but it, it got to the point a couple weeks ago where, you know, the park was opening at 8, but they were opening the gates at 6. Yep. And you could get your boarding group at like 6.05 the minute you entered the park. And then it was like, well, you know, people were complaining because they couldn't get there early. Well, what's the next step? Well, the next step really is like doing like Southwest and doing a 24-hour check-in. I just – I so, have a – I see the need for the boarding groups, but they have the fast pass system. So why are we not using the fast pass system? Because I think if we use the fast pass system, anybody who's at 30 days out and who's not staying on property would get shut out. Okay. And that's that's happened with okay, every but other that's, ride. But true. But my thing is – I. If I'm on property, if I'm staying there, if I'm going to the park that day, that is the only ride I cannot get to unless I'm in Disney World by 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, flight of passage, if I want to go stand in a four-hour line and get peed on by some guy in line, 
I could show up at four o'clock in the afternoon to do that. By the way, that's extra. What's that? You usually got to pay extra to get peed on. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I, I do. I obviously staying at the boardwalk. We woke up early, walked over, got our boarding group. It didn't affect our day, but I, I just don't. I feel bad because you have a lot of guests that cannot make it to the park early in the morning. If it's the day you come in, you know, or you, you you're out on this attraction. Because you got to be at the park between the hours of, of when it opens and 40 minutes after it opens. Right. And I, I just, I well, don't know. I think, I, I think if you're going to Hollywood Studios on your arrival day, that's pretty much a, a silly decision anyway. You know. Why? Because you need to know that you need to get there at like 6 a.m. Right. But again, but why do they, I think it should be done by Fast Pass. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't. If you're going to stand over there and throw comments in on the conversation, Catherine. Come on over and sit down and talk to us. What? Yeah, but I don't. You have to come over here because people can't hear you. Uh, but I just I don't agree with the fact that you're locking everybody out and forcing that group of people there at six in the morning. Okay. You know, I I would not mind them going to a max pass. You know. I, I would like to see a max pass where you're given an actual designated time. Okay. You know, I, I know a guy who actually got a boarding group and then he was eating dinner over in Epcot and really didn't get the announcement and then had to, uh, you know, run back. It was like OJ running through the airport. Right. When I got to the uh, World Showcase Pavilion, I yelled, everybody move. My boarding group got called. <laughs> and being in Disney and Disney people there, they did. It was, they parted like the Red Sea. Nice. You know, so uh, it, it was... Uh, Again, I, I just I feel I feel bad for you know people. You're forcing people to wake up at five in the morning, four in the morning to go stand in line to get this boarding group right with your kids. With you your kids, because you can't, you can't just send just one go, guy ahead. Right. And I think that it's not very open to to do it. I think that you should. Uh, you know, they they've also instituted to the because uh, one of the days we went. We went um, for park close. There was extra magic hours. Mm-hmm. And the park was open at 11 o'clock. And we walked through Star Wars Land at the end of the night. And at 10 of 11, they were just letting people on the ride because all the boarding groups had been closed or had been had been called already. Right. And the, the you know, the cast members said that they, they called the boarding groups hours before the park closed. So they had this big time frame of really no boarding groups, no one being on the ride. Right. Now they've got these supplemental boarding groups that they're calling, and you may or may not get called. Yes. Uh, You know, the ride may break down. But let's talk about the ride, because we've been talking about the boarding groups for going on 10 minutes now. Yes. So let us talk about the ride. So basically, you are a resistance fighter. You the uh, I feel a little better about Black Spire now and about the, the Galaxy's Edge land after going on the ride, because... But two is actually a secret base for the resistance. Okay. Uh, you are on the secret base. Uh, Finn is on a covert mission on board Kylo's Star Destroyer, and they discover the base and they're on their way. And he warns Ray to tell you to get off the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first introduction is a briefing from BB-8 and Ray. You are then rushed by the staff, uh, the, the cast members, to a hangar to board your transport to evacuate. Uh, you come out of the building, you're actually outside, you walk, and, you, you know, full-size X-Wing, full-size shuttle. There's actually a, a moment of awe that, like, holy cow, like, this is cool. Right. You board your shuttle with a Mon Calamaro lieutenant, I forget his name, but a very nice fellow, um, who is hurrying you onto the shuttle to leave the planet. You take off, you stand in the ride vehicle, 
Um, it's a carousel ride vehicle. So the ride vehicle, you, you stand, it brings you around, you don't know it, you think you're taking off. You are then intercepted by said first order. Uh, Poe is with you as a fighter escort, but he is quickly overwhelmed and forced to flee. While you guys are attempting to flee, you get tractor beamed. And we all know there's no getting out of a tractor beam. No. If Han and Chewie can't, yeah. this guy's got nothing. Yeah. So uh, you're then brought into the First Order's Star Destroyer, and the doors open, and you walk out into a hangar. And I mean a multi-story tall, you know, TIE fighter hanging on the walls, full size, with a 100-plus uh, First Order Stormtroopers eyeing you, mm-hmm. and, and you're being directed to interrogation rooms. Uh, you then walk a little bit through the ship. You get divided up into your smaller group, and you get put into an interrogation room where you are then interrogated by General Hux and Kylo Ren. In the middle of the interrogation, something happens which calls them to the bridge, and you're sprung from the interrogation room by Finn and the Resistance members who are on board the ship. You then board your prisoner transport vehicle and attempt to flee the ship. Uh, throughout the way, you encounter Kylo a couple times, wielding the lightsaber, uh, come across a couple of Imperial walkers. Uh, it is a 20-minute-plus ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was absolutely floored at the ride. I I think is for all the complaining I've done about Star Wars Land not having an identity, not understanding the planet, um, going on that ride made it all come together. Now, you know, you're on the the, the Black Spire Outpost is a secret Rebel or Resistance base, and you got to get out of there. So you're fully on board now. With I am Rise fully of on board now with Rise of Resistance. Um, was it a hassle getting on multiple ride vehicles? No. Uh, now it's funny. The fir- I went on it twice. The first time I went on it, in between the capture and the interrogation, there was you. You had a little bit of a queue wait, not much, maybe a few minutes. The second time that we all went on it, the ride had been shut down prior to our boarding group. So when we did go in, there was a lot of backup in the mm-hmm. ride. But that's mm-hmm. because the ride was broke down and shut down for a little while. Right. So that backup hadn't cleared. But. Uh, it, a spectacular ride, you know. Um, my non-Star Wars liking uh, significant other even agrees that while she doesn't understand the ride fully, it was an amazing ride system, an amazing ride okay. to be on. Um, Amelia liked the part where BB-8 was there, uh, but was not a fan of the final drop where you evacuate um, from the ship. All right. Well, Chewie's happy. Chewie's happy. Yes. yes. Thank you, Chewie. Uh, Pancho enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it definitely uh, was worth the wait, and it was worth the hype of the ride. I put it at better than Flight of Passage. Really? Yes. Now, many, many have not. Yes. No, I, I put it up as better than Flight of Passage. All right. So. Well, I will eventually find out. At some uh, point. At some point in 2020, yes. hopefully. Um. Yeah, that's. I think is that our list. That's our list. That, that's right. our list. Um, so, Rise of the Resistance is opening in California on January seventeenth. Yes. So they will be able to experience it out on the left coast. Uh, we'll throw some uh, uh, warnings up. So hopefully, people who plan on riding it and want to be surprised are not uh, subject to your spoilers. I believe our West Coast correspondent will be there for the opening. Excellent. Uh, last my, in my last talking to our West Coast correspondent, he they were planning to go for the opening. Excellent. And there's still no word yet on how long uh, the, the boarding, the boarding, boarding process will work, and also even with the uh, you know smugglers run whether when they'll start opening fast passes up. Right. So now, do you do you think it's uh, been it's worth all the hype? What uh, the, the whole Galaxy's Edge now now that it's open? 
See, that was part of my issue is I did not want to go to Galaxy's Edge. You did. You've said that. That's true. You've said that all along that you wanted to wait till everything was done. Now that it's all open and you're fully in understanding of it, um, I I have to say I think it is worth the hype. And I really can't wait for us to go to the hotel and spend right. a couple of days our, our hotel yeah, trip. Because you know that our, our spouses are not going to want to uh, no, shell Katie, out that money. They're, yeah, they're already excited that they get to go to the to the boardwalk like or the beach club without us right. for right. three nights. And let, let the two idiots go. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Enjoy, <laughs> the, enjoy the, um, oh, what's the name of the ship? The Halcyon. Yes. The Halcyon. So uh, I, it'll be interesting for that to see how it's opening up because that's right. coming along too. Uh, but I, I enjoy the land now that it makes sense. I, I will be interested to see if they decide that they need to add another attraction. I do think they need another attraction. I think they need another attraction and something else to bring people into the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, two big e-ticket attractions are are not enough. I think you need something yeah. else. It's almost like there needs to be something like an omni-mover type of yes, ride. Yes. Like like you know, something that has a consistent... right. It's not knee ticket. It's not just a walkthrough, but you need something there for the people that don't want to do the e-tickets. Correct. So. All right. All right. Well, that pretty much sums up uh, Star Wars uh, all around Disney. Yes. Um, we didn't talk about any Star Wars Day at Sea Marvel Cruise. Uh, no. Dave hasn't done that yet. I did no. one two years ago. It's a great time. Um, what are the Star Wars stuff do we have coming out? we got the Star Wars movies coming out in 2023. Two yes, the next three, the untitled somewhere about that. There's another trilogy due yeah. out, but time will tell. Yeah, who knows? So good. So we hope you enjoyed a look at Star Wars: the outer rim, the inner rim, uh, all of your rims, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever rim you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. And uh, uh, until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David, and, and we're, we're two, two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney.